Hi, I'm Stephanie Gordon. I'm a new host for Zurich's Future of Risk podcast, and I'm delighted to join the crew. Looking forward to sharing some great, hopefully thought-provoking and actionable content with you guys. And so I'm going to jump right in. If you follow the news, you're probably aware that car theft in the United States has seen an alarming increase in the past couple of years. And statistics show that this is a very real problem. Zurich has seen these thefts as an emerging loss claim trend that impact the retail automotive industry. Companies with large fleet operations, um, car, truck rental agencies, and even private individuals. So today we're gonna to share some real life examples of what we're seeing, and most importantly, share some strategies for helping um, potentially mitigate these losses. We want you to come away with at least three best practices to combat vehicle theft. So with that, I'm gonna welcome our guests today. We have Daryl Allegri and Mark Mikesell. Uh, welcome gentlemen. Let's start by having you introduce yourselves. Thank you, Stephanie, I'll go first. Hello everyone, my name's Daryl Allegri and I'm an account executive uh, with the Risk Engineering Group. I've been helping Zurich's car dealership customers uh, with safety and loss prevention programs for close to 30 years. And my name is Mark Mikesell. I'm a customer service executive in Zurich's claims department and I've been servicing car dealerships customers by assisting them with their claims for over 25 years. So thank you guys so much for joining this conversation. You've told me you want to make it really clear that we're going to talk about several different types of thefts, right? So from a personal perspective, we hear about an increase in carjacking, but your specialty in Zurich's focus is on the impact of theft on businesses, um, specifically companies that might have a large fleet or dealerships who are vulnerable to this increasing risk. Um, and interestingly enough, that includes something that surprised me, which is fraud, which I wouldn't have thought of in this area. Daryl? Yeah, that's yeah, that's right, Stephanie. Uh, to start, I, I wanted to share some statistics because it's it's very interesting. It helps frame the conversation. The uh, National Insurance Crime Bureau, which is the NICB, recently testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee on the quote unprecedented rise in auto thefts and carjackings. Uh, as part of that testimony, they shared some sobering statistics about thefts nationwide. Keep in mind that these numbers are from a variety of sources, at least the thefts are from a variety of sources. It isn't just about car dealerships, even though that's where Mark and I focus most of our attention. The NICB found that car thefts nationwide increased by 16.5% in 2021 as compared to the same number in 2019, and nearly 29% compared to 2017. For the two-year period between 2019 and 2021, Colorado experienced 79 more auto thefts, and Wisconsin saw an increase of 74%. New York State has seen thefts rise by about 59%, and Washington, D.C. is up 52%. Even smaller, less populated states like Wyoming, South Dakota, Washington State, Maine, and Minnesota, they've seen thefts increase at 34% or more. Those are, those are incredibly alarming numbers. Um, and when you said Colorado, you said they'd seen an increase of 79, but you mean 79%, right? So like, this is a really huge uptick we're seeing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they are alarming numbers. That's no doubt about it. Uh, when you break it down in the metropolitan areas, a, large, a lot of large cities have been hit with triple digit increases in carjackings. For example, the largest increases between 2019 and 2021, that same two year period, we're in Washington, D.C. with a 200% increase. 
Chicago saw a 207% increase. Philadelphia had a 238% increase in New York, a staggering 286% increase in carjackings. And that's just not personally owned vehicles that we might think of in those crimes. We're seeing these carjackings in auto dealerships, rental companies, and other places too. And that's, I thought that was really uh, interesting because I do think of carjacking or historically before we got to know each other, you know, as a personal issue, but that really puts the numbers of why this risk is is so important to talk about in perspective. Can you share some speculation about why we're seeing such a huge increase in theft? I'm assuming it's related to the car shortage in the U.S. Is that true? Oh, that's a large part of it. I mean, there's a shortage of vehicles, so there's a shortage of vehicle parts to repair older vehicles. Uh, There's a shortage of used vehicles. You know, demand's significantly higher than the supply available of both new and used. So they're not only stealing new cars, but they're also stealing used cars now. According to the NICB report, again, used car values are at historic highs, makes them a, a bigger target. Uh, They report about a 35% increase in used car values over the last two years due to the supply chain issues, inflation, and lack of supply again. Sure, yeah. Yeah, just because those are are fewer cars on the dealer's lot doesn't necessarily mean fewer thefts either. Uh, The bottom line is criminals are, are just desperate to steal vehicles, and they'll go to any lengths to do so because they're capitalizing on the strained demand market too. They have orders to fill, and they want them filled. Uh, keep in mind, you know, this isn't, again, only for auto dealers. Uh, companies with large fleets, uh, rental car agencies, they're all in, also uh, experiencing these increased vehicle thefts, not only dealerships. These stolen cars, they can be shipped overseas. They're in the containers really quickly and resold overseas and broken to, or broken down for valuable parts, uh, even here in the U.S., Catalytic converter theft has also been the news a lot, too. Yeah, thank you, Daryl. I've, I've heard about that as news. And, and these are numbers really can be ignored. And I personally experienced this. My car was up for lease a couple months ago, uh, but almost a year in advance, the dealer started contacting me and they wanted to buy it out and, and pay back the lease. And I did end up selling it early. And it was worth more at that point than when I bought it, which was just crazy for me. But then on the flip side, you know, when I wanted to get a similar model where they're they're like, well, we have this one. You can take this one or you can wait and we might get another one or we might not. <laughs> it was just like a car buying experience like I've never had before. Mark, let's pivot toward trends that the claims team is seeing specifically out in the field. Are there any common themes or tactics that these thieves are using? Yeah, right. Yeah. One of the most common forms of theft is just a basic, petty, pretty basic of thieves breaking in. They grab some keys if they aren't well managed and, for instance, in a key tracking machine. Key mismanagement is when a dealer or a lot just isn't using a good system for keeping track of their keys. Uh, We've even seen a loss involving the theft of the entire key tracking machine that wasn't appropriately secured within the dealership. So that resulted in obviously shutting down the dealership for days while the vehicles had to be completely re-keyed. So just having a key tracker isn't complete protection if it isn't being utilized correctly or consistently. Um, So we've also seen key swapping, which is when a thief switches out the fake key fob that they have with the real one while they're on a test drive. So you can picture that uh, as you're sitting there next to the salesman and they just 
put down the what they think is the real one and they and they uh, use it with a fake one. So obviously that's a pretty easy if the test drive isn't accompanied. So that's something dealers can put uh, in protocol in place against. Another uh, unfortunately easy theft is stealing vehicles that are unoccupied but have their keys in them, like many rental agencies do, or when you drop your car off at the service loaner um, to get your vehicle service, they leave the keys in them. So, um, and unfortunately there's also instances of carjacking, as you mentioned, at gunpoint. So sometimes they do this, true story, sometimes on a test drive. And sometimes the thieves are even targeting the manufacturers. Um, they're stealing these vehicles right behind locked chain gated fences before they can even make it to the dealerships or your driveway for that matter. These high-end vehicles are likely targets often because the thieves are using them to commit other criminal activities, which we learn when the vehicles are later found at the crime scenes. So, and then that's just the relay theft. There, that's a relatively new trend that we have as well. You know, I just read about that recently. Um, something that thieves are exploiting the keyless entry system that a lot of new cars have now, right? That's so convenient for us to unlock and start a vehicle just when your fob is close by. But one person stands by the car that they're, the auto truck that they're targeting. They've got a portable receiving device. And then the partner stands near either the house or the office, wherever the keys are stored. Um, and that device picks up the signal from the fob. Uh, you know, even I think as much as a hundred yards away, and then the device relays that signal directly to the car. The thieves get in, they drive away. Like this is the new era of no more hot wiring. Exactly. Yeah, they're tricking keyless entry system to digitally steal the vehicle. A lot of times they'll get the the signal and then come back later at night and take them. So some vehicles just tend to be easier targets for this type of theft, unfortunately, because they just don't provide the best protection against the relay devices and and you mentioned this is at the at the beginning of our conversation we're also seeing theft by fraud uh, specifically what we call false pretense which is using someone else's identity to fraudulently purchase a vehicle uh, so a common example is just simply identity fraud you know would be using checks from a closed account there you know mark one article i read about the uh the relay theft is they they now suggest that even at home you put your key fobs in a metal box inside the house to keep the signal from from getting out and keep somebody from stealing it so it's going to be a problem that's going to get worse i'm sure crazy so obviously our customers are having a lot of theft problems um you know of all different types you mentioned the false pretense claims I remember long ago, they used to be called trick and device claims, which I thought sounded a lot more interesting than just false pretense. Trick and device being tricking the the dealer out of the vehicle in some form or fashion. And I think, you know, what amazes me is when I think of fraud, I usually think of small time fraud. You think of fraud charges on your credit card, et cetera. But but fraud to steal an entire car is just like kind of gives us a lot to think about. Like there's a lot to manage. They're trying to stay ahead of criminals that are unfortunately, but increasingly sophisticated. Um, so Daryl, let's go to start talking now about some theft prevention strategies. We've, we've determined this is a pretty big topic. You advise our um, customers, dealers, rental agencies, big fleet owners to think about something you call layered security. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, it's almost like the old uh, analogy of peeling back the layers of an onion, you know. Uh, you start at the perimeter of the property, and you want to try to secure it as, as well as possible. You know, you want to add fence or, or pipe bollard fencing or gates or something along the perimeter to make it harder to, to get vehicles off the lot. 
Um, we have some customers that use automated gates equipped with tiger teeth at the entrances of their storage lots. It's a similar to what you see at the rent, many rental car agencies. You know, the tiger teeth pop up so you sure. can't just yeah. drive off. Yeah. Uh, others use blockers. Blockers, of course, is a vehicle that you drive out, maybe a lower value vehicle that you drive out and block the entrances or exits to the to the lot with. Uh, you know, you can use gates, locking gates at night as well. Uh, even vehicle placement on the lot can really help prevent thefts. You want to take your high-valued vehicles and store them inside, whether it's the service department or the showroom or any place else that they're a little bit more secure than just sitting out on the out on the lot where they're a, a target for thieves. Uh, you can also block them with other vehicles at the very back of the lot. Some dealerships park vehicles really close to each other to kind of like tighten up the lot and block those valuable vehicles in so it's there's only a couple feet of uh, space to move in. Uh, the next layer of security is to install possibly some aftermarket security devices on the vehicles to deter thieves. Is it something like the club, right? Am I dating myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right on, though. Uh, that's just a simple steering wheel lock. Uh, that makes it difficult for anybody to steal the vehicle if they don't have the right tools with them to cut it off. And you can use higher technology stuff, too. Ignition kill switches, GPS tracking devices, and those kind of things. There's lots of different ways, you know, to skin the proverbial cat. Um, every building on your lot, though, needs to be secured for sure. You know, you want a burglar alarm that alarms to a central station where the monitoring company can get the uh, law enforcement people out there as quickly as possible. Uh, one of the best security systems I think available are the active video monitoring systems. Whereas, you know, a typical video surveillance system just tapes what happens on the lot at night. So when you get in the morning and you have cars missing, you go back and look at your tape and you go, oh, look, they stole our cars. There they are. They're wearing masks. We can't tell anything about them. The active systems actually have motion sensors that alert the, the monitoring company to turn on the camera and view the lot. And if they see someone coming onto the lot, they can say, hey, you in the brown shirt, come back during business hours or we're going to call the local authorities. So you get a response immediately, you know, if you need it. Exactly. Yeah, we have one high-end dealer, Daryl, who suffered a loss of multiple vehicles stolen all in one night. They had a video surveillance system, not the active monitoring one that you mentioned. So it allowed us to watch the recorded video footage of the robbery. But, you know, we could see every one of the cars roll off the lot. But by the time we saw this, they just evaporated and there was no recovery of those vehicles. And and earlier you mentioned the blockers. <laughs> I've seen one where the thieves literally dragged the blocker vehicle, if you will, just to get to the high end vehicle. Yeah, the you know, the thieves recognize where the weaknesses are. You know, if they know that you don't have any sort of active video system, they're going to do whatever they need to do. And as I said before, these are desperate. They're going to shove push cars out of the way if they possibly can. You have to make it as hard as you possibly can for them to steal the car. But uh, they're sophisticated and they, and they all know the type of security systems that these dealerships have. They might even have inside information where one of their friends used to work there and they tell them, you know, what kind of systems they have. You can do some basic things again, though, like securing the windows, overhead doors, uh, adding bars, shatterproof glass, things like that to try and keep the thieves out of your building. Once they're in the building, if there's no alarm system, they can get in there and steal keys, cars, and whatever else. 
um, the key control program at, at any company, whether it's a rental agency or large fleets, whatever it might be, key control is really critical. You know, one of the easiest and best ways to keep someone from stealing your car is don't give them the keys or don't allow them access to the keys. Uh, you know, we go through car dealerships and you've been there too, Mark, where you just walk through and there's keys laying on salesman desks or back in the service department. Uh, we've had st vehicles stolen out of the service department because they can break in and then find the keys in the car or on the technician's uh, tool chest. You want to try and keep the keys locked up and secure as much as you can. Right. Uh, you don't leave keys in the showroom vehicles either or loaner cars or the customer's cars while they're on the service drive. You know, you've got to get the keys out of those vehicles as quickly as possible. You have to look at every department as well. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to th for thieves to steal vehicles. We see a lot at the, where they have the car wash, where the vehicle's unattended, or the detail department when it's, they're waiting for something to come in to make ready to send back out on the lot. You know, they're, they're a little lax back there, and complacency is really, really dangerous. Don't get too lax in any department with your keys. Um, we talked about before, but the key machines are a great tool for securing keys. You have to secure the number one, you have to secure the key machine as well. But the key machines also have to be managed properly. Uh, dealers should run a key out report, you know, once a day, at least once every few days to determine how many keys are checked out of the machine. I've gone through places and found key out reports that listed 400 sets of keys as being out of the machine at the time. I know that it's been sold or moved some way or another, so I know that they're not missing 400 pieces of inventory, but still a key, key out report that shows that many vehicles as out of the machine tells me that the key machine's not being managed properly. And what about lock boxes, Daryl? You know, I've never thought that lock boxes were a good idea, Mark. You know that. Uh, they used to be a lot more prevalent than they are now. Uh, I think a lot of people have finally figured out that uh, a lockbox is a sales tool, not a security device. It allows the salesman to go out and the keys are in the lockbox on the car window. They can open it up and go for a test drive really quickly. For me, it's never a good idea to store the keys with the vehicle. Uh, I, I used to say that I had a tuna can theory about that, where to me, it's like taking the key to a safe. Your safe's got $100,000 in it. And you take the key to the safe and put it in a tuna can and stick it on top of the safe. You know, you, you pop open the tuna can and then you, you got the $100,000 or whatnot. They're just never a good idea. Um, you mentioned the trick and device of the false pretense claims. You know, there's a way to fight those too. Uh, it's identity theft. So you have to confirm that the person you're talking to is and wants to buy the car is actually the real person. Uh, you know, you can use out of wallet questions or challenge questions uh, that they could that can be used to ver verify the person's identity and help to deter fraud. Those out of wallet questions are just questions that uh, if someone stole your wallet, wouldn't show up in that in, in your wallet. It'd be questions about cars or houses that you owned 20 years ago that only that person would know about, but they're they're pretty effective. Wow, those are great strategies, Daryl. Yeah, we've also seen too many claims where a thief just uses somebody else's identity to purchase a car. Uh, they just drive off the lot and the vehicle is never seen again. One thief, uh, I can remember this, that used the same false identity twice. So he stole two vehicles, 
from the same dealership within a 17 day period. Mark and Daryl, this has been a fascinating, albeit somewhat unsettling conversation. I can't thank you enough for chatting today, for sharing your insights as well as your advice. Um, it's pretty clear that vehicle theft has become a lot more sophisticated. It's a shame to see it on the rise, even though it might not be surprising for you know the times that we live in. But hopefully the uh, listeners have come away today with some strategies that they can use to help protect their businesses. So I want to thank both of you again and um, thank our listeners. We look forward to connecting with you again in the next Future of Risk podcast from Zurich. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at ZurichNA.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.